this is a pointy one. We'll call this an anonymous question so that we, uh, I don't want to embarrass anybody. How do you recover from bankruptcy? The first thing I would say to you, you right, Pat? The first thing I would say to you about recovering from bankruptcy is it's a, it's a mind game. You know, recovering from bankruptcy does have some practical elements to it, okay? You know, you, you lose your credit rating. You know, you, you, you probably have issues with getting suppliers um, and a whole bunch of other little knock-on effects. But to me, there are only tactics on how you get around those. To me, the bigger issue is the case that we can build um, within ourselves uh, and start to believe a story and if we run that story for long enough while we're having a pity party, then it will become the story that's true to us. And at that point, we are our own worst enemy. So I would say to you, if you've been, if you've been bankrupt, first and foremost, I mean, you, you would be put into a category that would make you far more likely to have business success than those that haven't. I mean, big business success. You know, statistically, our most successful business people in the world have been through bankruptcy or, or, or Chapter 11 or, or whatever, whichever country you're in. So I wouldn't be put off by it. I also wouldn't let it rule me. What we, ha we have to, in our mind, be able to take that event and put it into a little box in our mind and hold it off over to the side Otherwise, it will cloud our entire judgment and we'll be beating ourselves. And, and so here's typically what happens. If you've been through bankruptcy, then you start a business again. The first time things start to get hard or, 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 you, or you make a, a bad decision or a bad call, then the conversation starts. See, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to be terrible. This is going to lead to bankruptcy. This is so embarrassing. I've got shame on me from last time. Da, da. We have to learn to go, okay, bankruptcy was a thing. I'm going to park that over to the side. And I'm going to stop the conversations inside of my mind. We just talked about how do you, you know, you need to be able to rule your own spirit. You need to catch the language. We play, we play an exercise when we coach our clients. And it's a game called fact meaning. And we do these exercises and we teach our clients that there is a difference between a fact that turns up in our life and the meaning that you and I get to associate to it. Okay? And there are facts that happen all day long. There are a million facts that turn up in your life. Most of them don't mean anything. They're not heavy. They don't have any gravity to them. But there are millions of facts. The fact is I'm wearing a blue jacket. The fact is it's currently, you know, whatever, 422 in New South Wales. The fact is, you know, that you know, whatever happened, it's, it's overcast today. There's a million of those facts and they don't matter. But sometimes facts pop up that you can't control and we can very easily get caught into default thinking. And it's the same thinking we've always done. And it's usually the thinking that our parents did. Um, and that's a real worry. Um, and we need to be able to learn to stop gap. So when a fact turns up that's heavy, we need to be able to put a pause in between the fact turning up and the meaning we are going to associate with it. Because if we don't learn to put a pause in there, we will attach the default meaning to the fact. And that won't be one that helps you because you didn't actually think it through. 
So, you know, like we as human beings have thousands of thoughts, you know, every minute and 80% of them are the same as yesterday's. And that's the same our whole life. We, we run the same racket usually unless we interrupt it. And that's what this exercise does, okay? So let me just use an example here. If, you know, if a fact turned up that said, I went to an important meeting today and there was traffic, then somebody might make a meaning of... Um, you know, bloody council should fix their roads. Somebody else might make a meaning that says, uh, I should, you know, I, I need to learn to leave five minutes earlier. Somebody else might have a meaning that says, I really need to pray in case that person has an accident. And somebody else might say, whatever, 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 you know, I need to work harder and get my helicopter, right? So everybody would have a different meaning to the same fact. Some of those will propel you forward and some of those will pull you back. So if the fact turns up, right, that I've been bankrupt, now, what are the possible meanings that I could attach to something like that? One of them is I'm a loser, right? One of them is I'm one step closer to becoming a millionaire. One of them would be um, business is impossible. One of them could be everyone is out to rip me off, okay? One of them could be um, I've just worked out one way not to go to market, okay? Now, what's interesting about those is that one... Uh, and that one will move you forward and these ones will propel you backwards. And so I guess that's what I mean by being able to think this through and actually saying, well, actually, when the conversation starts in my mind that reminds me that bankruptcy was a thing, I need to be able to take that thought into captivity, put a pause there, come up with a better meaning for it and it'll move me forward. Over time of doing that, of learning that discipline, your default thinking becomes better thinking. Um, you know, because the more often you have a thought, the more often it becomes your dominant thought, and then you don't have to work through all of this. But there's usually a period of time when you do. And this, this is the same process, whether you've been bankrupt, whether you've been divorced, whether you suck at employing, whether, you know, whatever the issue has been in your life, that something that could possibly haunt you, it's the same exercise. All right, we need to be able to spot the fact, put a stopgap in and actually think about and decide what's a better meaning for me to attach to this and a better meaning to actually drive me forward and not anchor me back to the past. And so that, I reckon that's the number one game for you know, what, what, do you, what do you do after you've been bankrupt? You've got to learn to take those thoughts into captivity because otherwise they'll haunt you forever. And it's not, we're not trying to do some weird voodoo, try, try and make the thing go away. We acknowledge the fact that it was a real event and it did happen but it happened back in whatever, you know, happened back in 2018. I don't need to still be hanging on to a 2018 event in 2019, 2020, 2021, whatever. You, you know, you can go under bankruptcy protection for a reason. Um, and, uh, and, and one of my favorite things to do actually, and this won't work in every case, but one of my favorite things to do is to find the creditors who were legitimate um, you know, whatever, the ones that couldn't insure against themselves. Like big big suppliers have normally insured themselves against creditors who don't pay and stuff like that. So they're normally looked after. You know, governments, they're fine. It's the small business people where they might have been left out. I think it's a really good idea to go to them and say, I'm sorry, I never intended to go bankrupt. never intended for this not to work. I owe you money. I can't pay you, but I'm going to build a business over the next five years and I intend to pay you back. You will blow people's mind if you go and do that. Blow people's mind if you go and do that. Plus, it releases you from the pain of the past because you, you, have an ob you don't have an obligation to go fix it. That's what bankruptcy protection is for. But I think from a moral perspective, if you go and do that, it'll put a spring in your step um, and you can write that. So you just got to learn to master your mind. That's the, that's the, that's the short answer. Um, you know, when the conversation pops up, 
when you know I'm not good enough, I'm going to do it again. This is haunting me. You've got to learn to rule those thoughts, because if you do the action that moves you away from bankruptcy and you can control your mind, it's only a matter of time before you build a great business. And uh, you know that's it's it's a hard journey. It would be much easier if you could just you know wipe the software of your mind and start again. But the only way to do that is to change your dominant thinking, and then you will win. Did you know that this show goes onto Facebook, it goes onto YouTube, it goes onto Instagram, it goes onto iTunes, and it goes onto LinkedIn? Do me a favor, would you? Tell more people about the show so that I can spread the message. Love you. See ya.